Hi, I'm Josh, host of your new favorite podcast, Thanks for Participating. Joining me today and every day is my wife, Sydney. What's cooking, good looking? What's kicking, little chicken? Anyways, grab a snack. And put on your participants. Because it's time to get started. Cue epic intro music. everyone and welcome back to thanks for participating if this is your first time hello we're glad you made it here safely Sydney and i created this podcast to document the adventures we go on together as well as to share all of our goofy stories with you we're a recently married couple and we strongly believe that finding and developing shared interests is the key to an awesome relationship so join us as we attempt to introduce each other to all of our favorite things and maybe you'll find some of your new favorite things along the way Wow, you have such a beautiful voice. Thanks for reading that intro with me. You're welcome. This is our first time where we actually tried to write down how we want to explain the podcast to new listeners, because I feel like we've struggled with that in every episode that we've done before. I don't think we even know how to explain the podcast to ourselves. Do we even know what this podcast is? I don't. Me either. Well. <laughs> Sydney, how are you doing? Um, I'm tired. How about you? Tired as well. We're currently recording at 12.30 in the morning. Yep. And Josh, what are you drinking tonight? Oh, I definitely need that caffeine. So I got myself a 20-ounce Mountain Dew. Yeah, same. I got a rock star. I am uh, so glad that I got you hooked on energy drinks. I used to be so judgmental about energy drinks, and now I down them like crazy. So, oh, how the mighty have fallen. Oh, good old college days. Yep. I try to avoid them when possible, though, because I do feel like they're, like, not that great for you. But they, yeah, they taste so good, though. Um, a lot of them taste like battery acid, but the Fruit Punch Rockstar tastes pretty yeah, good. Yeah, it's definitely a gamble when you get into energy drinks, whether they're going to taste great or whether they're going to taste poopy, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I tend to stick to the ones that I've already tried. Yeah, same. Great. Well, we are... Very stressed right now. We're running low on sleep because tomorrow is the last day of classes in the semester, and then our f- and then finals start uh, this weekend. Uh, technically Thursday, right? Y- Friday. Thursday's reading day. It's like the day we have off yeah, 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 to yeah. study. Gotcha. So, is this week finals week or is next week finals week? That's my question. Because th- th- finals start next week. Well, finals or finals start, start this Friday, week, but they go till but they go till next week. Next Friday, I Wednesday. Say. Next Wednesday. So when people say finals week, do they mean this week or next week? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we've been in college for two years. Maybe we would know if we like actually talk to people. <laughs> if I actually went to my classes. <laughs> yeah, fair. just kidding. It's all been online this semester anyway. Yeah, that's true. But I still have a lot of homework to get done because tomorrow's the last day. LOL, same. But even though we are very busy with our college classes and finals coming up, we know what's really important in life, and that is recording the podcast for all of our dear fans. Gotta give the people what they want. Yeah, being famous comes with, (laughs) comes at a cost, babe. (laughs) With great power comes great responsibility. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my god! Especially gosh. when they get froggy. Ribbit, ribbit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, on that note, today we're going to talk about one of Josh's hobbies, which is stargazing. Yeah, I like to gaze at them, their stars. <laughs> but can you throw a pigskin over them, their mountains? I could, what did you say? I could throw a pigskin a quarter mile. Yeah, and then he's like, I could throw a pigskin over them, their mountains. And then he takes the football and throws it right at Napoleon. Or no, he <laughs> takes the stake and throws it right at Napoleon. I won't. I've only seen that movie once, too. We could do an episode on that. It's okay, yeah, we're definitely it. watching that movie again. Okay. That's one of my favorites. We have to watch that at least, like, a thousand more times in our lifetime. Okay. We have so many movies that are, like, we don't have enough time to watch all the movies we want to watch. Because we are still currently watching the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe in timeline order. And we've been doing that since... Um, before WandaVision ended, it was like halfway through WandaVision that we decided to do that, right? Was it? I don't remember. I don't remember either. But we decided to do that, and we have watched pretty much one movie a week. Uh, Sometimes we skip a week. Sometimes we watch uh, multiple in a week. But it's like been on average like once a week. That's kind of what we started out trying to do. Yeah. We just finished Winter Soldier. And Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot we watched that one. Yeah, this last weekend we were up at your parents' house and we just watched both of them in a row. Yep. It was awesome. That's right. And my mom's cat cuddled up with you. Yeah, for once. Those cats are like always run away from me. Well, I would too if I were them. I don't know oh. why I still do. Still don't. Run away from me? Yeah. <laughs> it's because I feed you ice cream. Yeah, that's that's it. But there's that. The, so there's those movies that we have to watch. I wanted to show you Mystery Men. That was just on Netflix. That's right. I guess we got it. Like every day we're like, oh, we need to watch this. We need to make sure we watch this. But like we can I never get to it. I did get you to watch Legally Blonde though. Yeah, this, last week I watched Legally Blonde for the first time. That movie is the ultimate feminist movie of the century. And I stand by that statement. I it did have me like dying laughing at like several points in the movie. So <laughs> Jennifer Coolidge is an icon. <laughs> Can you do a Jennifer Coolidge impression? No, I cannot. I'm taking the car, or I'm taking the dog. <laughs> yeah, it's really. I'm bad. taking the dog. No, it's, it's, she's not like. Oh, she's I don't not know. from Brooklyn. I know that's that just came out. And I'm taking the dog, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> You're not very pretty, and you're not very smart. Glad we had this talk. Nope. Still a terrible impression. We'll work on it. We'll work on our Jennifer Coolidge impression for next week. Okay. Alright. Well, anyway, let's get back to stargazing. Yes. So, Josh, what got you into stargazing? Um, it was probably when I was about 16 or 17. It was around the same time that I got into geocaching. And for whatever reason... I was really afraid of my parents finding out that I was looking for geocaches or like building geocaches and hiding them. Why? Babe, I wish I knew. I remember when my <laughs> parents found out that I was like sneaking around to like <laughs> hide geocaches. They were like, literally, you could like be doing drugs, but like you're afraid of us finding out that you're like hiding pieces of paper for other people to find and write their name on. 
<laughs> and I don't, I don't know why I was so scared, but I would like usually if my like my mom would always ask us to like go run errands at like night and I take my brother with me and we'd stop at like geocaches on the way. And uh, other times I would just like go for a walk late at night because um, I didn't want to leave during the day because my mom would might be like, oh, you have other responsibilities to be doing right now, like your homework and stuff. But she's not worried about you just like taking a walk at night. I don't know why she would be. It's perfectly safe for a teenager to, well, you know, that's just my white male privilege. So, <laughs> yeah, if I took a walk late at night, I'd probably get kidnapped and raped. Yeah, that's be safe out there. Um, all you don't pull a Josh. All you dear ladies. <laughs> now I just feel like I'm being sexist. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I feel like I'm trying to. Okay, let's just move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Josh is the epitome of white male privilege and sexism. <laughs> yeah. It's like hard not to be a misogynist. Don't ever quote that. <laughs> it's hard not to be a misogynist. Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> Take that out of context. <laughs> Teaching great values here. Maybe we should start over again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You can just edit this part out. <laughs> okay, so um, one night I had either... I'm sorry. <laughs> it's hard not to be a misogynist. <laughs> now oh my gosh okay so i love you i just think it's funny because it's totally not you like you're like the least misogynistic person i know i hope so (laughs) i try not to be look i dealt with so much misogyny working at a hardware store and you were nothing like any of those dudes there oh honey okay (laughs) get out get out (laughs) the backstory behind that why that's such a triggering phrase for me the worst was this one time i was checking out this guy well i was actually training a cashier who was checking out a guy and he had this like plumbing piece and he was like it's three inches and so i and it it didn't have a tag so we had to look it up um and so he's like it's three inches so i like get the store app and i like pull it up and i look up the plumbing piece And we don't sell it in three inches. We sell it in two inches and four inches. And I was like, well, this is clearly not two inches. So I sold him the four inches one. And then he got mad. Like, okay, granted, it's like, like a $3 piece. Right. And this guy's thrown a fit over it. And he was like, um, this is, and he's like, this is three inches. And I was like, sir, we don't sell it in three inches. It's four inches. He's like, no, this is three inches. I want you to give me the three inch price. I was like, well, there's no three-inch price to give you because we don't sell it. It's four inches. I even pulled out a tape measure, and it was, like, four inches on the dot. And he was like, well, honey, you don't know plumbing. And I was like, no, but I know how to use a tape measure. And he got so mad, and he's like, I'm going to customer service to speak to them about this. And he went down to customer service, and they basically were just like, it's four inches. You're an idiot. Oh, my gosh. I am so glad that you don't work there anymore. I am am too. I liked the people I worked with a lot. I really did. 
like the management was great um and like my coworkers were great and even like some of the people some of the regulars that came in like were just so nice and sweet but there were a few people that came in every once in a while that just made me want to punch them in the face and i got close a couple of times they also got by the way we don't condone violence so yeah, but they got violent with me, so. Yeah. Luckily, you don't have to deal with any customer service in your new job that yes you started and this no. week. No? Like, yes? Yes. Yeah. I still, because I am, like, an account manager, and so I deal with, it's not, like, customers, but it's, like, our clients. So I'll be communicating with them. So I still have to have, like, good customer service skills. My brain wants to say that it will be different for the better, though. I think but I have no idea what, like, client relations, like, is like, so. Neither do I, but, you know, considering it'll just be for the university, I'm hoping they're nice. Yeah. <laughs> and it, I think, like, I'll be under the direction of another, like, professional account manager, and he'll probably take the brunt of it, so. Okay, cool. I'm really excited for you to start that job. Me too. Because you're going into marketing. And this is going to get your foot in the door, help you get into the program. Yep. Sweet. Well, anyway, back to stargazing. <laughs> the experience I was about to say. I don't know how we got off on that tangent. I don't know. That was a long tangent. Um, you probably hear me chewing my uh, red vines. <laughs> um, so one night, I was there was this uh, walking trail that went alongside a five lane highway that had, that was like recently built by my house, uh, the house that I grew up in. And I was walking back from either I had just placed a geocache along this walking trail, or I had gone to find one. Cause I know I, I'd done both along that walking trail. I just don't remember which time this was. And I was coming back and it was, uh, it was dark, but the sky was clear. And the stars were bright and there were no clouds. And I remember right above me was a really, really intensely bright star. And I was just like struck by how bright it was compared to everything else in the sky. Starstruck? I was starstruck. I walked into that one. Yeah, you did. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Thanks for coming, ladies and gentlemen. That's a wrap. We'll see you next week. Or in two weeks or whenever. I just snorted. You just snorted? Yeah. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So here's the thing. This is actually the second time we've tried recording this podcast tonight. We stopped for the first time because we felt like we didn't have like enough energy and we weren't vibing enough. And now I feel like Sydney has too much energy. Probably the rock star. <laughs> You're on a sugar high. Yeah. Okay. Well, any- anyway. And I thought, there's no way this is a star. It's got to be like a plane or something. But I sat there and watched it because you know how usually you see a bright star. But then 10 seconds later, you can see it blinking or it moves because it's a plane in the sky. But I sat there and watched it, convinced that it was an airplane and it never moved. So I thought, what the heck? Like try to remember from like junior high what the brightest star in the sky was i think it's like uh serious or like i don't remember and but then i put i downloaded that um 
like sky map app where you can point your phone at the sky and it shows you the map of all of the constellations and everything and shows you what you're looking at. And I pointed my phone up at this bright star and it was Jupiter. And I was amazed that you could just see a planet with your bare eyes. Like I couldn't see any details or anything, but I could just see a very bright object in the sky that was a planet that's going around our sun in our solar system. And I was, I just was very, very impressed by that. And from that point forward, I paid a lot of attention to the planets and I got to know um, like how to find Mars and Venus were um, like those three are the easiest to find in the sky. Saturn uh, was close to Jupiter for a long time. And, but whenever I try to talk to people about it, they would just like roll their eyes and be like, oh, whatever. <laughs> like we went up to the cabin one time for a family reunion. And it was one of the times where Jupiter was really bright um, and like very like high in the sky, like right after sundown. And I like pointed it out to my cousins and was like, that's Jupiter. Isn't cool. Isn't that cool? And no one thought it was as cool as I did. Yeah, I have to say, if, like, it weren't for you, I probably wouldn't care. <laughs> but, like, since you care, like, I think it's cool. But it's not something that I would, like, seek out on my own. But maybe that's because the only experience I have with stargazing involved a cop and me getting kicked out of a park. Maybe. You want to tell that story? <laughs> um, That's basically it. I was, like, stargazing with my best friend. Well, there was a meteor shower we had heard about, and we're like, okay. Like, let's go look for it. And so there's this junior high um, that has this, like, big open field and, like, a lot of, like, soccer fields and hills and stuff. And so we went and we, like, took a blanket out and, like, laid it out in the field. And while we're watching the meteor shower, this cop comes and he's like, hey, you can't be here. And we're like, what? Why? And he's like, parks close at 10. And I was like, this is a park? Like, I thought it was just, like the junior high but whatever we got kicked out and then we went to like there's a street where all the teenagers go to like get in trouble but it also has like really nice views of the valley and uh so we tried to watch it there but there's not like grass to lay down yeah it's just like a sidewalk how um like how much of the meteor shower were you able to see do you remember um, I remember seeing a couple of them, a couple of meteors, for sure, yeah. like shooting stars. I thought that was pretty dope. That's awesome. I, like, growing up, there I, there was just, like, you know, a handful of times spread out that we were camping or something where I was just lucky enough to see a shooting star. But I kind of still to this day haven't really, like, been like seen like a good like meteor shower where like there are like several an hour like i really want to be in one where they call it's like there's so many per hour that they call it a meteor storm where there's like 100 200 300 an hour that'd be dope yeah i really want to like um make sure that we see one of those in the near future we still saw a bunch we'll get to that yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get Why to that. don't you tell the story about how I first introduced you to uh, <laughs> astronomy? All right, ladies and gentlemen, 
buckle up your seatbelts, because... We're going way back <laughs> to before Sydney was even my girlfriend. Yep. So, all I knew about this dude is that he had, like, stopped talking to me for a week until I yelled at him via his mission companion, and he started talking to me again. And the, he might be interested in me, and I think we had kissed. Yeah, we kissed. Maybe. Yes. No, yeah. we hadn't kissed yet. Yeah, we had. Oh, after we started talking again, we had hung out and we had kissed. Yes. But, like, we hadn't, when I stopped talking to you, we hadn't kissed yet. We hadn't held hands yet. We, like, I thought that you hadn't even flirted with me yet. But. Okay, well, anyways. That's, that's another story that yeah, we we'll, like. Yeah, anyways, at this about. point, we had kissed and we had, like, hung out a couple of times. But I still wasn't sure if he was, like, really into me or if he was just a tool. And so, <laughs> pretty sure it was because I was a tool. Yeah, my dad kept on saying, "Be careful, he's probably a tool," and, um, yeah, he didn't like you at first. But, <laughs> anyways, um, he invites me up to go hang out at his house, and I get up there, and you weren't home yet, and so I just kind of like chilled in your driveway for a little bit, and then you get home, and you're like, "Oh, we can't go in the house. Uh, let's go get Slurpees or something." And I was like, "Um, okay." And then you take me to your elementary school, and you're like, woohoo, let me show off my Eagle Scout project. <laughs> and so, you're making me sound so lame. <laughs> such a tool, yeah. <laughs> and so he takes me to his elementary school, and he, like, showed me his Eagle Scout project, where he'd, like, painted, you'd painted a map of the United States, right? Yeah. And he showed me the place where he almost set off a bomb and got arrested, <laughs> and... How romantic. It really, it truly was. <laughs> no, but in all reality, it was, like, one of the favorite dates that I had gone on with Josh because, like I said, up until this point, I still wasn't sure if he was, like, interested in me or if he was just leading me on and he was a tool. But when we got there, he opened up and he was more vulnerable with me. And um, I realized that, like, yes, he wasn't just being a tool like he was um he was really interested in me and he I got more of an insight of who he was as a person because at that point we had known each other for almost a year but like I didn't know much about like um his background like where he was from and like who he was as a kid and so like that was really interesting and then I think it was near the end you like whipped out your phone yeah, it was when we were walking back to the car. Yeah, you whipped out your phone and had that same sky map app. And you were kind of like pointing out different things in the sky to me. That was pretty cool. How impressed were you? Honest to goodness. <laughs> I'm not sure if you're prepared to hear this. Um, I'll cover my ears. You can just tell the listeners. <laughs> um, I don't know if the stargazing itself like impressed me so to speak but like I thought it was cool that that was like one of your hobbies like it was me learning more about you and I enjoyed that yeah and I wasn't like oh my gosh he stargazes like he knows the names of planets that's so hot that's the hottest thing I've ever seen like okay because that's what I was intending of a reaction to get out of you so yeah, um, no, stargazing is not a sexy hobby, but it is cool. <laughs> like, 
even like back then I wouldn't even have said that it was a hobby. It was just like something because I wasn't super into it yet. Just to the extent that I could point out planets and a lot of people probably don't even recognize the planets in the sky. And it's just like a like, I cool definitely thing. don't. <laughs> I just thought it was a cool thing to like share. And I like that night was like a really rough night because it was the night that my grandpa died. Um, and so like a lot of like family things were going on. And that's kind of the reason why the day ended up being so awkward because I really wanted to hang out with you. But my, um, like my parents, it was at my parents' house and my parents were still up, um, with my mom's family. My grandpa was, uh, passing away and, but I felt really bad because you and I lived about half an hour apart and you had driven all the way. I didn't want to just say, you know what? Tonight's not a good night. Like, uh, we'll try again later. I want to say I would have understood, but I feel like at that point I was like really pissed off at you. Yeah. <laughs> and I probably would have been like, you know what? We're done. And I was, I was aware that you had already, <laughs> you were already like upset because you felt like I was starting to ghost you and everything. And so I really wanted to like start making it up to you um, and showing you that you like, yes, I am interested in you and start clarifying what was all going on. But I like had no idea what to do because um, I, I just didn't know where to go. So like the first thing that came to my mind was like, well, why don't we just go get like Slurpees or something? And, and so, but I'm, I was really glad that, even like though I had dumb idea after dumb idea that you like went along with it and you were very uh like very pleasant the whole night and even though I was like nerding out about Jupiter <laughs> that you still like held my hand so and that was like kind of the jumping off point for a lot of um experiences that we've had together that have to do with the stars and the planets and everything yep I remember there was another time when we were still dating, but at this point, were we engaged at this point? I think we might have been. What the meteor shower and bountiful? Yeah. We might have been engaged. Yeah. Anyways, we were like at my parents' house, and there was a meteor shower going on, and I was super tired, like I am right now. <laughs> and you... Take another sip of your Rockstar. I think Get I've taken place. too many sips. <laughs> Um, but you really wanted to see it, and, like, at this point, I was like, man, I already seen a meteor shower, and I got kicked out of a park by a cop for it, but you hadn't, and so I was like, okay, fine, like, I'll suck it up, and we'll go sit out on my parents' lawn, and it's, like, freezing cold. It was so cold, <laughs> so we, like, looked for all of the blankets that we could find in your parents' house. Which is a lot. They yeah. have too many. And we, like, tried to put as many layers in between us and the ground, and then as many <laughs> layers over the top of us to stay warm. And so we, like, had a middle-of-the-night picnic <laughs> in the front lawn to look at the media shower. The only problem is that there's a lot of light pollution on my parents' street. They live, like, right by a street lamp, and there's a giant tree in the neighbor's yard. And so it wasn't really a good spot to go looking. And so we packed everything up in the car, and we drove to uh, my town's resident makeout spot. In the Which I didn't know. I didn't know that it was the makeout spot. <laughs> yeah, I intentionally left that part out. But <laughs> um, 
Yeah, and we... But it's in the foothills of the mountains, and it's, like, away from, like, the lights and stuff, which is what makes it such a great makeout spot, but is also what makes You're it such a great... not going to get kicked out by a cop. Yeah. <laughs> it makes it a great spot to look at the stars, too. And we... So we... I don't know if it was your idea or my idea, but we, we drive up there, and we have the blankets in, like, the back seat of the car, and we open up the sunroof, and... The idea was, okay, we'll just lay here and we'll look at the sunroof and then it'll be perfect. But, like, even though the sunroof is, like, big, it still, when you're, like, laying down, only gives you, like, a small rectangle window, like, of the sky. And you can't see anything else of the sky. So I ended up, like, leaning out, like, trying to look outside the window. And Sydney was falling asleep. And it oh, was I getting was cold. <laughs> and... I wasn't seeing anything, even though, like, it was easier to see the sky and stuff. I feel like it might have been that we were, like, close to the mountain, too. And the way that, like, where the uh, meteors were originating from were, like, behind the mountain or something like that. And Plus, like, the moon was really bright, so the moon was making it hard to see. Something like that. So I ended up just waking Sydney up and being like, you know what, let's just, like, go back. We didn't really see anything. But... We pull into Sydney's parents' driveway, and we're getting out of the car, and I look up, and boom, really bright shooting star goes across, like, the whole sky. And I was like, oh, yes, this whole night was worth it. And I totally missed it. And she missed it. <laughs> I was like, I got out of the car, and I was so tired, and I was, like, just making a beeline for the front door to go inside and go to sleep. And you're like, oh my gosh, I just saw one! And I was like, of course, it's the RSL game all over again. <laughs> the RSL game. <laughs> That's an Easter egg for you uh, veteran listeners. Veteran listeners who have been here since our last episode. <laughs> yeah. I think my favorite time that we did it was when we went down to Arches National Park. Um, it is an international dice die park. <laughs> it is an international dark sky park. Um, which means that there's, like, an international coalition that, like, designates, like, dark sky parks, which are, like, places with, like, little light pollution and, like, great views of the skies, um, that are great for stargazing. And I know Josh was super excited because he had just bought this really cool telescope and, like... This was before about oh, the Oh, this was before the telescope. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll get there. Mm-hmm. But, um... I knew you were really excited about it, and I was like, well, he's really excited, and I think it's cute, so <laughs> I will stay out with him, but I don't know what it is, but I have, like, this massive fear of being outside in the dark, like, in wide open spaces. Like, I absolutely hate I, it. I had no idea. I feel bad thinking back on it now because of how, like, scared and panicked you got, but I had no idea that, like... You had never brought that up with me, so... Yeah, I never said anything, but, um, yeah, I, I made you stay in the parking lot the whole time. Well, that was after Delicate Arch. Yeah, so <laughs> we, we we did this road trip um, down to Arches, which is a national park, and, there were a, and we camped because we had gotten a lot of camping gear from our wedding registry, which was awesome. We used it on our honeymoon, and and everything and while we were there we spent i guess one full day and like 
the half day before that in the park. We spent two nights. Yeah, we got there and and we did a lot of hikes. So like the first night we got there, the very first thing that we did was we went to Delicate Arch, which is, which is probably the most famous uh, arch in Arches National Park. And it's on like Utah's license plate. It's the one that like stands on its own. Like I promise yeah. you've seen it before. <laughs> it's like a freestanding arch. It's huge. It's beautiful. And one of my favorite hikes of all time. Yeah. And we got there. It was just perfect timing, really, because we weren't even sure if we were going to go into the park that night when we got to our campsite. But we did. And we got there right before the sun was going down. And we did the hike. The hike was probably, what, a mile and a half there and a mile and a half back or something? Uh, top of the wall. I don't remember. You can look it up, listeners. <laughs> but um, uh, That's your problem. And there were petroglyphs. Like oh yeah, on that's the way, right. I forgot about that. On the that. hike, on the way up, uh, and anyway, we get to the top, and the top next to the arch is kind of this big bowl area, and there great were, views of the sunset. Yeah, and we got there like right before the sun was going down, so we sat back on the red rocks and we watched the sun go down, and then we stayed there as the stars c- came out, and we were like, "Wow, this is perfect," and then. A giant gray cloud came out of nowhere and took up the entire sky. And we couldn't see any stars. Yeah. And then we were like, well, I guess we're not like, or I guess we're not watching the the stars tonight. And there there were were a lot of other people up there too that had, I think some other people were up there with telescopes. Um, But we all uh, realized that there were not going to be any good views of the stars. So we headed back down, which... We are at the top of this, like, kind of mountain trail, like, through the these, this canyon. And we had to hike all the way back down. And it was pitch black because there was, like, it was in the middle of the night. And there was a huge, thick cloud blocking all moonlight and starlight. And so... Josh had, like, one of those, like, uh, headlamps. But he was wearing it. And I hate open spaces in the dark. I just, like think of all the possibilities and my mind just like goes through everything that could go wrong and so i am like freaking out and like screaming at josh and we like walked out and we found a scorpion mm. <laughs> it was huge yeah it was like a very big scorpion yeah and i was not about to get stung that night but then i was like well i don't have the light <laughs> and so i was like so really you couldn't run out. ahead so Anyway, but the second night we went to the windows area and we set up our camping chair in the parking lot and, um, Josh had gotten, you had gotten a bunch of stuff from the gift shop, like a sky map and like a book about the stars and stuff. And binoculars. Oh yeah, that's right. And so we sat down in the parking lot and we were able to see the like the sky and it was clear and beautiful and you could see the milky way and like all the constellations and there were no clouds this time it was so perfect and wasn't there a meteor shower too i there wasn't a meteor shower but remember we saw that shooting star that like entered the atmosphere like right above us so it was just like a fireball like it started out as a shooting star and then it slowed down and then like caught on fire 
And so it was just like this really bright fireball like in the sky for like 10 seconds. Yeah, and that's when we called it a night. We are like, we're not going to see anything cooler. Like, it's time yeah. to go home. <laughs> um, but like we were out there in the middle of nowhere. And so like we could see pretty much 360 degree view of the the sky um, on like all horizons. And so we like had that sky map and we like were able to point out a like a bunch of constellations that I've never seen before um, because living closer to the city, they're not visible enough. Um, they're not bright enough. And so that was awesome. Like we were able to find um, Scorpio, which is your, um, my star sign, your star sign, mm-hmm. uh, Libra, which is my star sign mm-hmm. and a lot of other cool ones like classics like uh cassiopeia cygnus hercules lots of cool stars and uh we were also able to like look through the binoculars and see some double stars and we looked at the we looked at jupiter and mars through the binoculars and it was at that moment when i decided i need to buy a telescope yes and so he bought a telescope the yeah end. Just kidding. I, I'm pretty sure. Did I even tell you? No. That I bought it. You did not tell me. You just bought a telescope. And you're like, look, I bought a $200 telescope. And I'm like, oh, great. Where did you get the $200? It was like before we got married, before we moved in together, kind of a month or two months before that. And, but I had already moved into the apartment that we had um, uh, started renting for ourselves. And, no, you bought it after that. After we had moved in together? Mm-hmm. I think so. Because we didn't have it when we went to Arches. And yeah, yeah, we yeah, were, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're we right. We were very married when we, we went to Arches. We were very Arch. married. <laughs> We'd been married for two months at that point. And then you just, like, I think it was, like, the next month you just, like, came, like, ordered a telescope. And I was like, oh, that is a lot of money to spend. <laughs> and I was Oops. not... I was not working at the time either, and so I was like, all right. <laughs> it was worth it. It was, definitely. Because then after, in December, when there was the Bethlehem star, when Jupiter and Saturn were really close to each other, you got to set that up and use it, and that was so cool. Yeah, it was called the Great Conjunction, and it was the first time in, Let me let me look it up. Um, first time in like several thousand years, I think. I thought it was like four hundred, but maybe that was something else. Um, let's see. It says the Great Conjunction is a conjunction of the planets Jupiter and Saturn when the two planets appear closest together in the sky. They occur approximately every twenty years when Jupiter overtakes Saturn in its orbit. But like in twenty twenty, the Jupiter and Saturn passed so close to each other that they appeared as one star. Um, and so it was like nicknamed the Bethlehem star because the last time that it happened was, let me look it up. I thought it was called the Bethlehem star. Cause it happened like two days before Christmas. Yeah. It was really close to Christmas. And so it was like a new star um, to mark the birth of the savior. So it was like cool like that. But this says like, even though Jupiter passes Saturn every 20 years, 
the last one, the, the one last year, was the closest since the year 1623, and the closest observable one since 1226. So it was like the first time anyone in the world was able to see Jupiter and Saturn like that close since the year 1226. So it was really awesome. And I was glad that we had the telescope and I was really excited to like check it out. And my buddy Mitch, who's a friend of the pod, he was taking an astronomy class at the university at the time. So he was going to meet up with us and watch it. But it was like very stressful to like get there in time because you were we were up north. We were coming back from our parents' houses. You had done like uh, a girl's day or something to get your like nails done, right? Yeah, I think that was the last time I got a pedicure. Um, and so I asked Mitch because I think he was up north too because his parents and my parents live pretty close together. No, he was down south. I think you went down south later. I can't remember because I I told him why don't I just meet you up there and we can do it at Jensen Park. And he was like, okay, that sounds good. But then I forgot to bring the telescope. Oh, yeah. And then we had to rush down. Yeah. So then we had to hurry and go down to get the telescope. And then there was, like, traffic or something. Um, no, I went into my parents' house and came out 30 minutes later. That's what happened. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot we had to stop at your parents' house, too. And I thought I was in there for, like, 10 minutes tops. You comes out and you're like, I come out and you're like, that was a half an hour. <laughs> Oh, well. And the reason why um, I was, like, so stressed is because we had to get there. Like, I wanted to get there before the sun went down so that it would be, there would be enough light to uh, set, like, one, set up the telescope. Because it's not, a, it's not like, a portable one. I have to, like, take it out of the box and, put, like, put the uh, tripod up and, like, mount it and stuff. And then uh, uh, calibrate the like align the viewfinder so it's easier to like find things in the actual scope and then collimate the lenses with a laser. And so it's a lot of steps to do and it's really hard to do once it gets dark. Plus the uh, Bethlehem star was after the sun went down was going to be low on the horizon anyway. And so if we were half an hour late, it we would miss it because it would go below the horizon. Or at least low enough on the horizon that the amount of air, like atmosphere that you have to look through, makes it really difficult to see in the um, telescope. Because the lower on the horizon, the more kind of uh, turbulence and pollution is in between, like, the things that you're looking at. And not only that, but you have, like, this little narrow point that you're looking out of that you have to try to find it in the entire sky. But you, like, got there, and we were, like, rushing to, like, set up the telescope and everything, and you found it fast. Yeah. And let me tell you guys, we could see the rings of Saturn and the moons of Jupiter, and it was dope as heck. In the same, like, view of the telescope. Because it is, it's really hard if you don't have that scope, um, like, the viewfinder aligned, because then you're just, like looking at just pure darkness in the telescope and you're trying to move this huge thing just like fractions of an inch to try to like point it where you think and you're just looking for any light and then you have to but i found it pretty easily um and then uh remember and then like someone bumped into it and then we had to hurry and find it again because when you did it 
you did it for a six foot one man because that's what you are. But some of us looking through it are not six foot one. And so you had to lift us up to look through the telescope. And then we like almost fell over onto the telescope. And then I think I lowered it down and then adjusted it and found it again. And it was incredible that like Saturn and Jupiter were so close together and you could see like the colors on Jupiter and you could see the moons like these bright dots that are like uh, in Jupiter's orbit and you could see Saturn's rings extending out from it. It was so cool. And I like put my phone up to the lens on the telescope and tried to take pictures. You got a couple that were like pretty good. I mean, not great, but like pretty good. It was pretty good for just considering that it was my phone through the telescope. I really like in the future when we have like a nicer house and stuff, I want to like uh build like an observatory in the backyard and There's... like have like astrophotography uh cameras and stuff back there There's someone in my hometown that did that that like built a little observatory in his backyard Yeah and his granddaughter was like in my um uh in my class in elementary school and he brought up a telescope once that, like, had one of those special filters that you can, like, look at the sun at. Oh, I really want to do that. Because uh, that same night we, after, because then we were looking at the the Jupiter and Saturn for a little bit. And then it did go down too low. Because, plus, we are up at, the, at a trailhead in the canyon. And so there were these pavilions and it dipped down below the pavilion. Mm-hmm. But there was a half moon and we decided to look at the half moon through the telescope and looking through the at the moon through the telescope is really cool because you can see um craters and stuff that are only like 10 miles across like 10 to like 70 miles across are like the really small ones that you can like like clearly see yeah that was pretty cool to me to be able to see that yeah um oh do you remember the time the other meteor shower that we tried to see when we were at my parents house oh and we drove out in the middle of nowhere to watch in the middle it. of the night in the middle of the night it was like four in the morning so this was after like a while after the time at your parents house where we didn't end up seeing anything because it was cold and it was dark and we tried going to the mountains and we thought okay maybe it's because there was still too much light pollution so the night before we looked up a map of like light pollution in Utah and we found there was a like it wasn't a dark sky park but it was a place that was like had pretty dark skies that was only about an hour drive away from my parents house yeah there's like a lot of ghost towns along um I 90 or whatever I don't know and we like pulled off on one of them once again might I remind you Huge fear of dark open spaces. And I... I didn't even know at that point. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I was freaking out. But I was trying, like, not to show you. But I was, like, almost in a state of panic. Like... I was really impressed that you had even woken up and gone with me. Because <laughs> you are the least morning person I know. And... Um, That's putting it nicely. And this was definitely in the time where I was super used to waking up at 2 in the morning anyway. And we... Wanted to get there because I think the meteor shower was peaking 
like about an hour before sunrise. So we woke up at like two or three, I don't remember, and drove. And we packed camp chairs in the back. And so then we pulled off the highway really in the middle of nowhere. It's called like Blue Creek, Utah. And it used to be something, but it's not anything anymore. So there's like a freeway. So there's like an exit on the freeway, but you get off the exit and And it's basically just the on-ramp to the freeway again. That's all there is. Yeah. It's one of those signs that says like exit, no services. There's no gas station. There's no buildings. There's no food. There's literally nothing. And so we pull off of the exit and we pull out the camp chairs and set them up behind the um, car. And that was another night where like, I couldn't believe how many stars I was seeing. I was trying to take pictures of constellations that I was seeing for the first time on my phone. It was really cool. And we did see a couple um, shooting stars, I think right when we first got there, but then like none for the rest of the time. But we watched the sunrise, which was beautiful. Yeah, I think about like five, ten minutes of sitting outside and I was like, I am getting in the car and I was like, I'm cold, wink, wink. But I was like really freaked out. And even in the car, I like just kept like looking like out the window on the side and like, oh, I was just like freaking out. I just like kept on imagining this like ghost coming out from underneath the freeway. Like, cause you know, there's the road that like went underneath the freeway and Mm -hmm. like my mind just went bad places and I was like, so glad you didn't like bring it up. Cause I would have left no ideas for next time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was so scared. Yeah. Oh, the other thing that I wanted to bring up was this wasn't really like a stargazing thing, but kind of, it was when we went to the planetarium for Valentine's day. Oh, yeah. That was fun. Yeah. So you had never been to a planetarium before, had you? Uh, well, there's there was a planetarium in Salt Lake City that I had been to for, like, field trips. And they have, like, the theater mm-hmm. in the dome. But it was so long ago, I can't remember. And I'm pretty sure when we went in, they just played, like, an IMAX movie or something on it. Yeah. I don't even think they played, like, they projected stars or anything. Okay, because I have been to the theater in Salt Lake where they do project stars. And so I, like, knew what we were getting into, but I don't think you did. I had no idea. I didn't didn't know what the difference between, like, a planetarium and an observatory is. So I thought we were going to go up and, like, look through a big telescope. And I was really excited. But they didn't have a telescope up there. No, it was still cool, though, because um, they, like, go back in these, like, reclining chairs where you're basically laying on your back. And... They show the stars and then they would pull up different constellations and tell the mythology behind them. And because it was Valentine's Day, it was all love themed and it was cute. It was. It was cute. Yeah. And then we went. Do you remember the really special Valentine's Day dinner that we got after that? Taco Bell. Taco Bell. <laughs> At my least favorite Taco Bell. The Taco Bell, where for some reason, like. They won't let you order items off the menu unless you do it online or something. Yeah, but not only that, like, the website was down, and they were just, and I was just like, look, I just want my dang quesadilla. Like, my dang quesadilla. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
I just wanted a Quesarito so bad, and I even, like, tried to order it online, and I downloaded the app and tried to order it on the app, and it wasn't letting me, and I was like, please, just give me a Quesarito. I, like, don't care. Just, like, charge me, like, for your most expensive item, and then just make it, because they have the stuff there to make it. Like, they make it, and they were just, like, so rude and unhelpful, and the manager was just, like, condescending and patronizing and I went to another Taco Bell and the guy there was just like so nice and helpful he's like oh yeah we can make that for you no problem and so I actively avoid that Taco Bell even though it's the one that's closer to our apartment I had never had Taco Bell until I lived in New York um I guess that's not really related but it was just funny that we would um go get Taco Bell at the end of our days like if we had like a really rough day we'd be like you want like sadness freezes, and so we got a Taco Bell <laughs> to get like the freezes to like cheer us up. I was raised on Taco Bell. You were raised on a lot of stuff that I wasn't. That's true. Well, I think that's like all of the experiences that I can think of that we've had together. But we do have a lot of plans in the future, so it might be like worth revisiting in a future episode. But for example, in a couple weeks, we're driving out to Colorado. To another dark sky park. It was actually just like after we had already booked the trip or and everything, they announced that they were just assigned like dark sky status. Yep. It is the 100th dark sky park and it is Mesa Verde in case you're all wondering where we're going. And so we are taking the telescope and it'll be the first time that we're like going to use the telescope in a dark sky park. And I'm really excited. Yeah, that's going to be super cool. Maybe we can look at some nebulas or something. Yeah, that's because the kind of telescope I have is it's there's there, there's really two basic types of telescopes. There's a reflection telescope and a refraction telescope. The one I have is a reflector. So instead of like lens, like magnifying glass lenses inside the telescope, which is probably what a lot of people think of when they think of a telescope, like a really long one with like magnifying lenses inside. This one just has a really big mirror at the back of this big tube. And so it takes in a lot of light um, and then pinpoints it into a very small secondary mirror and then takes like points that into your eye. So it's um, probably 10 inches is this the diameter ish of the, the mirror in the back of the telescope. And so it's it's a really good telescope for seeing really dark things in the sky, like nebula and things that are really far away. And I haven't seen any of that so far, so I want to like try to see like Orion's nebula or something. It would be really awesome. Yeah, that would be because I just learned about nebulas in school. <laughs> so the in the science class, once I finish this class, I will never have to take science we, ever again. We can go look at baby stars being born. Aw, how cute my fingers bleeding oh what other uh plans do we have for the telescope oh we were talking about like taking it out with my family because my dad's kind of nerding out about it oh yeah what trip did we plan in august red canyon where's that flaming gorge oh it's like this red canyon in flaming gorge that's it that's really all there is to okay. it <laughs> It's really cool, and our campsite is supposed to be pretty close to, like, the canyon. So, gotcha. like, it's basically just, like, a short walk 
I imagine it's probably similar to, like, Oregon, how we had that, like, campsite on the beach, and it was just, like, a mile walk to the beach. Oh, that was so awesome. Oh, that was. When we could hear the sea lions from our campsite. Yeah, and we're, like, going to, to sleep to the sound of sea lions barking. Yeah. That was so cool. That was awesome. Remember when we went to the sea lion caves on the coast? Yeah. And we could see the whales. Yeah. Man. And the sea lions. Yeah. That was so much fun. That was. I'm so glad we're married. Me too. <laughs> I'm so glad that we both have a passion for traveling and that that is like one of our priorities as a couple. Me too, babe. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, I don't know if you can tell, but we're both starting to get really tired. <laughs> it's uh, 1.30 right now, so, and we still have homework to do before we go to sleep. I'm going to be up for the next two to three hours at least. Yeah. Uh, anyway, why don't we go ahead and wrap this up um, so the listeners can finally go to bed. Sounds good. All right. Well, um, our social medias, um, you can follow me on Instagram and I guess now Twitter. Did I tell you that I made a Twitter for myself a while ago? Oh, yeah, you did. To watch a video that someone had like shared on the um, Discord. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, I guess I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Josh is Rich, uh, separated by underscores. You can follow Sydney on Instagram at Dip Your Chicken. You can also follow me on Twitter if you want, I guess. But I'm locked out of my Twitter because I actually did something on it. And they were like, fraudulent activity. Because <laughs> you hadn't done anything for a long time? Yeah, for like years. <laughs> Find the podcast. Thanks for participating on Instagram at TFP underscore pod and on Twitter at TFP underscore show. If you have any feedback or episode suggestions or any special requests, you can send us an email at participating.podcast at gmail.com. Or if you just want to say hi, there's plenty of ways to reach out to us by email, by DMs, anything. We love it when our listeners reach out to us. Yeah, we'll say hi to you too. Uh, really like, be sure to check out our social medias because we're hoping to do fun promotions and giveaways and other sorts of surprises in the near future. Also, that's a great way to share the podcast with a friend, help things, us reach new listeners. Things will be a lot better this summer too, since we don't both feel like we're drowning. <laughs> yeah. But like this year I was working and going to school full time and I would not recommend that if you can avoid it. <laughs> okay. Also, um, we'd really appreciate it if you'd rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us uh, beat the algorithm and reach new listeners. So, um, The cover art is by Vaishan Brandon. You can find him on Instagram at graphite.vmb. And music is done by Mitch Fry. And you can find him at firefry underscore on Instagram and Mitch Fry Music on YouTube. That is at F-I-R-E... F-R-E-I underscore. Sweet. Well, thanks again for listening. Wow, I can speak. Thanks again for listening. Thanks again for participating. We love you guys. Zaijin. Well, anyway, now that Sydney's gone, we can talk about really embarrassing things about her. For example, she has stinky toots. 
classy, sassy, and a little bit gassy.